Valentine's Day travels lovers out there. <laughs> Valentine's Day, do you do it? Do you celebrate it? Have you ever yeah, celebrated it? Yeah, I love that shit. Oh, really? That's yeah. so funny because you're not I, someone that I would have thought would have celebrated it. I do weirdly. No, it's all very hallmark. I do it a bit tongue in cheek. Okay. I, I, I prefer Valentine's Day. So I usually I do the love Valentine's Day. Never done anything school. for it, but in principle, I love it. Right? Do you want to celebrate Valentine's Day with me? 100%. Okay. 100%. I would love that shit. <laughs> okay. Our starter for this. Valentine's special. Mm-hmm. Um, let's talk about love languages, which is maybe overdone, but yeah. I find it really interesting to see. Because for me, I'm like every single thing. We'll mm-hmm. talk about what love languages is, but every single thing, I'm like, you need all of them. But it's all about how they're the, the percentage of the split or what your top one is, etc. Yeah. Um, oh, let me let me see if I can okay. remember. So there's quality time, acts yeah. of service, words of affirmation, physical touch. And uh, gift giving. Yeah. <laughs> I'm very intensely acts of service. Yeah. So with acts of service, that means that your kind of way of receiving love or giving love is your partner doing things that take th- taking things off your plate, like doing things for you, practical things, yeah. tasks, things like that. It's funny. So before I knew what love languages were properly... That was just the way that I thought love was, like two people doing things for for each other. I mean, that's where it kind of goes back to a little bit where you need all of these. I agree. I do agree. So for me, that was the reason that I know that that is my love language is that is the thing that I most notice is missing when it's missing. Oh. So for example, I do not like to receive gifts like that gives me... This is so funny. Real anxiety. Yep. Like, I hate that. <laughs> I actually really don't like receiving gifts. I do like receiving things like flowers. Or but that like, would go under gift giving. Or a little breakfast, taking on breakfast or something. They've got yes. it. They like, pick you up your favourite treat. I love that shit. That is technically gift giving. That acts of service. Well, no, apparently that's kind of gift giving. Like, I think that that's sweet. But I don't like it for the gift's sake. I like it for the... Again, for the act of service, yeah. for the fact for the fact that you've gone out of your way to do a nice thing. I don't know. Maybe that covers gift giving. It's definitely not a love language of mine. In that, if somebody did not do that for me, I wouldn't notice its absence. Mm-hmm. Is kind of what I mean. Mm-hmm. So, if somebody didn't buy me flowers, it wouldn't upset me. It wouldn't offend me. It wouldn't bother me. I don't think I would like worry about it too much. If there was no quality time between us, I think that that would bother me, but I don't feel like I need to constantly be around somebody to feel loved. Words of affirmation, this is the one for me where I'm like, nah. That's your lowest, would you say? I think... Or least important. I think out of all of them... I think gift giving and words of affirmation are about on par. Yeah. For me, words of affirmation almost does the opposite of intended. Whereas, it, where if somebody <laughs> is literally, if somebody is like verbally really nice to me, I'm like, nah, I yeah, don't. I, get that, I, I get need that. you to show it in completely different ways. I can't deal with that much verbal affirmation. Yeah, I this is so just, funny because I think we're really similar. I've got the like I did this recently, so I've got them in order. But this maybe like I'd maybe disagree slightly on the order of them. Mm-hmm. My top one is also acts of service. Mm-hmm. But I think part of me, though, when I, if I really think about it, 
Um, I'm not actually sure if acts of service is the main way I want to receive love. I think it's more of the fact that I just personally find like everyday tasks really annoying and overwhelming. Yeah. yeah. So if someone's like, if someone, I don't know, topped up something in my car or let me take this off or like fix something like, oh yeah, just did that. Then I'm like, oh, that eases a load off my, but a load off my plate. But that's also just because I don't want to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, my second one was quality time. Mm-hmm. And then my third one was physical touch. Oh, wow. What I've realised, maybe even recently, is that I actually like acknowledgement. I like a... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I'm quite a tactile person. When I'm comfortable with someone, I'm quite a tactile person. Like friends, with, if I'm talking to them or telling them a joke or whatever, I will maybe touch their arm. I'm touching, touch their, yeah, yeah, definitely. So for me, if I'm around someone, I find physical touch and it and I don't I'm not someone that likes a big PD or anything mm-hmm. but a little hand in the shoulder or hand on the back or just a little touch actually means a lot to me it's like a reminder of like I know you're there I'm there for you like even if you're not involved in a conversation together or anything yeah so I would maybe say that that would be higher than I've got it on here that's so funny so when now that you're saying that physical touch for me is I think is what a lot of people would probably, like, a lot of my friends would probably assume would be my top one, because I'm such a physical yeah. person. But to me, that's not necessarily a romantic thing. Like, I don't think of physical touch as a romantic thing, I guess, is where that doesn't come up too high for me. A lot of the time when I'm having a conversation with somebody, I like to just have, like, a hand on them in yeah. some place. Like, it emphasizes I, almost your point. I'm or it's like, very, yeah. like, very like that. And I like to hug people and I like to hold people and that's just who I am as a person. Um, then going back to mine in order, so my ne- my again, I would swap these around. So then my next one, my fourth one is words of affirmation. Mm-hmm. And my last one is receiving gifts. Yeah. But I would swap them around because if you're including receiving gifts as something small, like flowers, for mm-hmm. example... I would actually rather receive flowers than I would have someone say, like, I'm proud of you, or this or that. Yeah. I find words of affirmation is probably my lowest. I think that yeah. if you're showing me that you're interested and you care, don't get me wrong, like, obviously, if you're if you're in love, like, I want to hear, like, I love you as, as often as possible, but I don't need someone... I'm too awkward. I can't have someone... I cannot have yeah. someone be like, I'm really proud of you, or... Oh, this is oh that was really good of you. That I'm like no, mm, don't tell me, show me. That's exactly what it is for me. I think that the reason that the two of those are so low for me, like really, not even just zero, but negative. Like I'm like, like I do, do not want that. Is because I feel like I can't reciprocate in that way. Oh, like, I, I, yeah. I'm not very good at words of affirmation. Like I know how I feel about people, but I express that in completely different ways. Yeah, I express same. that by like cooking for you or by again with acts of service physical touch like other things like i'm not very good at articulating clearly how i feel about a person i'm the same and i it feels disingenuous or insincere to me it does i was just about to say i was just about to say when i say these things out loud it sounds forced right it sounds false and like i'm lying Mm -hmm. and i'm obviously not Mm -hmm. i feel like i could tell a complete stranger really positive things or that I love them yeah. and it would sound more genuine than when I'm actually feeling it totally I don't know what it is but I just sound really like do you know what that's exactly it I'm like really good actually like the more deep in I am the less able I am to express it I'm exactly <laughs> shall we have a look at what we're having for our 
for our main, what mm-hmm. are we feasting on? Tasty. It's basically, I don't have a specific question <clears throat> for it. I guess I would word it in terms of, is it better to be always in a relationship, different relationships, mm-hmm. or is it better to be single most of the time? I just want to caveat that. If there was like, and I don't think it's better, you know, better is a maybe the wrong word to use, but yeah, if yeah. it was like, you know, if you had to compare, what has the most merits? I feel like as a person that has been in long-term relationships pretty much since you could be in long-term relationships I feel like I've missed out in a lot of like big periods of growth in my life I've had to do it with somebody else in mind Mm -hmm. I do feel like unconsciously catered to whoever I was with. Mm. I was never asked to do that, right? Yeah. I'm not that's no shade to anybody that I was ever with over this period because nobody has ever asked me to do that. Cause they know they'd be on the curb if they did. But, <laughs> <laughs> but I did feel again, maybe that's an acts of service thing. Like I did always feel very much like I don't know. Is it? Uh, I guess that's just like part of being in a relationship. Is like you always have to consider the other person. You always have to be doing things like together, learning and growing together. And there's like a beauty to that. I feel like if I had been single for however long, I would have completely different like thoughts and interests. And I do feel like the people that I was with like challenged me to think a different way, consider things a different way, which was super healthy for me because I was not a great person um, and like pick up new hobbies and explore new mm. things I, I think that that's useful but for me I think that I didn't have enough time to figure out who I was by myself yeah so I think it's interesting because I think I'm the opposite so I would say that everything that I've kind of known about myself and the hobbies and interests and friends that I've made most of that has been because of me Mm. and then I've lost it a little bit when I've been in a relationship so I have okay you say that you've basically mainly been in relationships for your adult life Mm. I'm the opposite where I would say I've had I've had a long-term relationship with someone for like five years or whatever but for the majority of my adult life I would say I've been single and I find that I am more comfortable being single because that's when I make so much time to do all the things that I want to do I learn more about myself because I'm never doing anything for another person but when I'm in a relationship in the past anyway when I've been in a relationship I have maybe prioritized them opened up my time to make myself available for them and therefore had less chances to explore more things that I wanted to do for myself. And because I've been single for so much, I and I've taken so much from being single that I would advocate being single to everyone. Like I, I, I'm someone that between relationships as well needs quite a lot of time. Mm-hmm. And I think that if someone is... Maybe this is judgmental of me, but if someone is going from one relationship and then a short period of time into another relationship, I'm like, you need time, first of all, to reflect and to decompress from your last relationship. And surely, also, 
how do you find that many people that you're actually willing to be in a relationship with? Sorry, but I am, I am very particular. How do you find someone that you like enough and that has the same qualities as you and the same wants as you to actually be in a relationship with them? Are you actually wanting to be with that person or are you just wanting the security and the comfort of being in a relationship? Could not agree more. And also, I am that person. <laughs> right? It's like, and this is something that I struggle with. So for me, when I have gone from relationship to relationship, it has been a timing thing. Mm -hmm. And again, like, I'm 28 years old. I'm just coming out of, like, a massive relationship. So we're talking about, like, high school shit. It's not really, like, particularly deep. But it was a case of... It was very much a case of timing. Where you have a choice where you're like, I could either... I could either go with this person who I'm clicking with or I could arbitrarily say no to be single for a bit, which I have done before Mm -hmm. and have found slightly shaky to navigate, I think. Um, I do. I I completely agree with you. And this is like a problem that I have with, (laughs) with myself is like, I feel like it's harder for me to understand who I am because I haven't had that time to like yeah. be by myself. And that's not for fucking lack of trying. Like I prefer my own company. I'm not a person who's ever sought out a relationship for a relationship's sake, which I feel is like most of the problem, I guess, when I'm looking from the outside in on like other people. Things, I guess, unravel the way that they're supposed to unravel. Yeah, and to be fair, like you see... I, I, I don't want to shit on everybody that's like always in relationships. Some no, people, everybody's different and some people have genuinely maybe met someone when we were like 18, 19 and they're still with them now and that's just, so they've always been in a relationship their adult life. That's because you just happen to have met someone and grown together really well. Because some people do. Some people can be in a relationship and they grow and want the same things and they continue together in a great way whereas other people get together and they grow apart. Like that's mm-hmm. just life. I'm particularly, I think I've always been what people would call, like, fussy with who I'm with. Mm -hmm. I think that you should have high standards. I have high standards, yeah. I mean, well, actually. mm. (laughs) (laughs) See, I would consider myself to have high standards as well, though. But there's a difference between myself (laughs) now and myself in the past. And this, again, is not shitting on any people I've been with or anything. Mm. My high standards before related to how much I liked someone in terms of like how much I fancied them, basically. I think when you're younger, mm-hmm. you can often just think, am I physically attracted to them and am I attracted to them as a person? So for me, if someone was like really charismatic and had these kind of things, a bit about like, them... To be fair, let me just stop you there. Because <laughs> I feel like you attract... I feel like we attract different people, which oh, is we why do. we yeah, come we from do. different perspectives. Yeah. In that you attract fuckboys. <laughs> Big time. I do feel like you attract fuckboys. And that is full shade to everyone that, that's like... <laughs> My biggest thing now that I look for is, are they a good person? Yeah. Are they a solid, reliable, good, genuine, caring person? And yeah. that's my biggest thing. I have always been attracted to and have attracted, quote-unquote, like nice dudes are generally like a goal less on the res and more on like the values if yeah. if you're gonna put it in that which way which is good but what i will say is that when you are attracted to somebody you're gonna 
you're going to inflate the good things and ignore the bad things. Mm-hmm. So, so maybe this is a really bad habit. I guess I'll find out. I, I mean, I'm... It, this is new for me, so maybe I'll find out in the future that this is the wrong thing to do, but I've spent a very long time trying to figure out what positive things I'm looking for, and now I'm looking for negative things that I'm trying to avoid. This is, right, no, this is a big thing. <laughs> this is a big thing. See when you go out and you're just kind of dating. You're yeah. just going on dates with people that you don't know. It is far less about looking for or finding out what you want, and way more about finding out what you don't want. Right? That's like, the best way to look at what the, shit that I'm Because for, me, for yeah. me, it's when someone says something or does something or just shows themselves, and I'm like, oh, I don't want that. That's what then puts me off. Less, uh, more than me thinking, oh, I like them, but they don't have this quality, or they don't have this X, Y, Z. Yeah. For me, I'm not put off by things that people don't have. I'm put off by things that they've shown me that I don't want in a relationship or in a partner. I would dismiss people if I didn't think they were instantly like jokey and charismatic that's and funny and all that stuff. That's a rookie mistake, yeah. I think. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's what I've learned. I've like switched it around and I'm like... So when I went into dating after a long-term relationship, I was like, let people have a chance. Don't mm. just go on one date and then not see them again. Like, give people a chance. Oh. Now, did I do that? Absolutely not. I'm a one-date <laughs> wonder. Absolute one-date wonder. Yeah. I am either one date and nothing, or if I like you after one date, it's something. I don't see why you should change that tactic. I completely Because I think I felt tactic. like I should, because, you know, you get that kind of, oh, you're too fussy, or, oh, things nah, nah. Things grow, but do you know what? I think I things think it's, can grow, and maybe you are too but fussy. Both, but have high standards, and yes. also first impressions are ninety nine point nine percent correct. Uh-huh. So you why can, bother your time with with you, that? Yeah, a hundred. You can meet someone, and you just you might not know. Oh my god, they're there. This is it. But you know if you want to see them again. Totally. The way I judge it, do you want to know, right, you'll be newly married to Do you want <laughs> to hear my <laughs> expert first date kind of like... Yeah. <laughs> Please help me. Because I would always... I would go on these dates and I would overanalyze every like every minute. I'd be like, do I like them? Do I like blah, blah, blah. This is how I ended up thinking, okay, now this is how I know if I like them or I want to see them again. Is first of all, I analyze my own body language. Mm. Because if I'm not sure about someone or I'm not attracted to them or or I'm not attracted and I don't even mean like physically just like Smart. if it's not happening yeah yeah I not even without realizing I physically keep myself a little bit away yeah and as I said earlier I'm a tactile person yeah if I'm not being tactile or I'm not sitting or if they come a bit closer to me and I'm staying a bit back I'm not into it mm-hmm. the second thing is how is my energy towards the end of the date because for vast majority of dates have gone on I felt drained at the end of them because I felt like I'm having to concentrate the conversation I'm having to think of things to say on everything's an effort and then it gets most the vast majority of dates that have gone on I've been a bit like right I'm kind of ready to go home now kind of like want to make my excuses and go if I am finding myself kind of touching their arm or touching their leg or you know kind of being walking beside them and I'm close to them okay, I think I must be attracted to them. And if I'm wanting the date to go on longer because I'm enjoying the conversation or if I'm really intrigued and I want to find out more about the person, that's how I know. 
And that's, I, I mean, and it took me many first dates for me to kind of just suddenly realize these are the two simple things that I need to look at. And if I've got them both, I know that that's someone that's, I'm going to want to see again. That second And it one, happens not very often. That second one is so close to, yeah, that, that whole thing about feeling drained at the end of the conversation. Do you feel like you've had a job interview or not? Like, yeah. Now, this is something that I used to do. Like, again, I, I can only talk about like a million years ago, me. But this is something that I used to do is that I wouldn't try to create conversation sometimes. So I feel like guys especially get away with just like really shit boilerplate conversation a lot of the time and like women feel the need to fill in the gaps in that conversation create mm-hmm. conversation create some sort of like energy or vibe in between so <laughs> i used to basically not try and be like dead chat but like be on the receiving end of somebody else's good chat and yeah. see how much they actually had to offer in the way of conversation. That's not like a test or any like sort of bullshit, but it's just to make sure that that person can like contribute to a conversation yeah. as much as I'm trying to They're not contribute. just responding to you. Yeah. Right, because you get that so often, it's completely insane. I think another good thing about having time to yourself and being single is to learn that you can absolutely be in a relationship and be with someone and have that work within what you've already got going on. Yeah. And again, if it, like going back to me, I think I've been very guilty in the past of keeping myself too open, too available, just in case. So I'll be like, I'm going to keep this weekend free because I don't know when they're free and I don't know. I'll keep it free so that I'm available whenever they are. And I probably went like a period of time, quite a long period of time where I actually wasn't seeing friends that much and I wasn't really doing that much of my own. As someone who right now has so many friends and interests and stuff, it's almost alien to me to think that I was someone that actually very rarely did much with their friends. I just kind of worked, saw them, studied, didn't really do much else. Now I find myself where... I will, and it's not about prioritizing. I'm not saying that I'm not going to prioritize someone that I'm dating or that I'm in a relationship with because I absolutely will because I'm with them for a reason. But I won't um, say no to other things or I'm not going to like create space where there isn't space. Mm. The problem that I have, I feel, is because of who I am as a person is sometimes I tend to voluntarily give myself way too much to one person. And tend to be absorbed by a relationship sometimes, which I feel is like a classic problem of people who are in serial relationships. And that's not because I, so I know who I am and I think that I'm a very independent person Mm -hmm. and I have very clear interests and hobbies and ways to occupy my time. I love my own space. Like, honestly, at any given time, I would rather be in my own company kind of thing. The problem is what I feel I owe to the person that I'm with, I think, is the issue for me, which I think is where a lot of people maybe slip up. Independ- otherwise independent people who are in serial relationships. I love you. I care about you. I want to give everything I possibly can to you. Therefore, you know, I'm going to give... Maybe, I guess, slightly too much to to that. Mm -hmm. So the reason I started going on dates after, like, I had a breakup, I probably started dating earlier than I would have normally. I'm Mm -hmm. someone that needs a lot of time between relationships and stuff. 
I made myself start dating because I knew how comfortable I was single. Mm-hmm. And I was like, if I'm not careful, if I'm not careful, <laughs> if I don't do it now, I'll never do it. <laughs> I will never get right to doing this because I will just be too scared to break what my comfort zone. My comfort zone is being single. That's currently where I am. Yeah. So I um probably went on dates maybe like sooner than I would normally have. Maybe like mm-hmm. three, four months, not like massively, but I did it because I, I I was like, you know what, you just need to get used to it and going out. But I didn't do it because I wanted to meet someone and be in another relationship. I did it partly to get used to dating, mm-hmm. but also because I really do like meeting people. I find that so interesting for all that. Like I said, I've been in so many first dates, but I've met loads of different people and had great conversations and really got to know people. And it's it has been fun. Like it's been fun just having, even people that I've known instantly, like I've seen them and I've known inst- instantly, not like they were bad looking or anything, but I've seen them and I just, you just know mm-hmm. I'm not going to, this is not going to be a thing. I'll spend hours with them talking about all sorts of things. It's really interesting. See, this is a skill that I have definitely missed out on in that I find the entire concept of meeting a stranger for a first date horror. Like, I'm, I'm not going to lie, for everything I'm that I've just said. I've first date and that's for, it. For everything that I've just said. <laughs> I cannot tell you the number of voice messages and texts that I've sent friends being like, I feel sick, why am I doing this? I don't want to go. I don't want to go. Yeah. I, it's horrible. It's actually, the run-up to it is a yeah. horrible experience. Okay. I get so nervous. Yeah. And so that's worry about what I'm going to say. No, it's completely normal. <laughs> as much as I was like, oh, I love talking to people, blah, blah, blah. Like, I do. I obviously make myself go on them for, like, have made myself go on them for a reason. But every single one, I've been feeling sick with anxiety. I've been dreading it. Totally. I go in and I'm like, uh, once you, once you're there and you meet them, then it's okay. You settle into it. It's the lead up to it. I'm like, how do I walk in? Like, how do I? How how do I? What do I do with my arms when I walk? Like, I <laughs> overthink everything. <laughs> and then I'm like, yeah. do I want to like be the one that's there first so that I'm just greeting them as they come in? Or is it better to be the one that walks in when they're there already? But if I'm I would them want in a to bar, be there first. Because, well, yeah, because when yeah. I'm there, when I have to walk in and try and find them in the bar, I go blind. Panic. Yeah. I panic and I go blind and I can't find them. Especially when it's someone you've never met before. You're like, will I actually recognise them? Like, are, there, are they going to look at their pictures? To the point where, thankfully, some people have been like, if, they, if I've had like a good kind of similar level of chat with them and I'm like right there on my level I will literally say to them tell me exactly where you're sitting like give me your coordinates stand up and know. shine a light in the middle of the bar <laughs> like what are you wearing like I need to know exactly where you are to find you yeah. and it's, it's horrible and like or like the standing outside somewhere waiting for someone like I'm not gonna lie Amber it's a really horrible nerve-wracking experience I don't that would stress me once you're much. in it though and you like get talking to them it's fine and there's it's always a story to tell so i've i've been on two or three like what you would consider to be proper first dates and i have been so racked with anxiety every time that i have just gotten absolutely smashed and made a complete arse of myself (laughs) (laughs) and that's i don't know how to be relatively sober and have a coherent relationship mm. with, like, a coherent conversation with somebody that I'm not in a relationship with. Sometimes, you might disagree with me on this, sometimes a more kind of daytime date is a little bit less nerve-wracking. Horrifying. You can still drink. <laughs> <laughs> you day drink. Yeah, no, but then I'd just be but very, very drunk, but also in the daylight. 
for me it just made me have less time in the day to be nervous about meeting them and also yeah. if I'm not feeling it you can fake having plans in the evening yeah yeah for. okay so it's easier to escape it's easier to escape um I mean saying that I've probably only actually had like two daytime dates one was not for me one was good so I don't know how you know how not being an expert on the daytime dates but it's a, it's a suggestion it's something yeah, I mean, you're not alone in someone that needs to get smashed when they're on the first date. I I, I, I feel, oh, honestly, sometimes I feel like it's me that's crazy because I'm like, how can other people go out and date no, and, like, feel these things? No, dating is really, and, really nerve-wracking. Like, I would love to know, I would love to know how nervous guys get on dates. They don't I, look very nervous. No, they always <laughs> seem like, they always seem totally fine. And yeah. I really want to be like, were you? Do you reckon we look totally fine when we're out, though? I'm quite good at being easy breezy cover girl, to be fair. <laughs> when I'm absolutely <laughs> not. <laughs> I am not. I am not very good at that. Um, yeah, no, I think, depending on the situation, I think, uh, no, I think I can be quite good at covering up the nerves and just kind of acting. I, like, I'm like a fake it till you make it, like, act, like, really confident. Maybe I just need practice. But, yeah, I, like, I've always found that really, really, like, a difficult, like, I'm glad that I've never had to properly, really long-term navigate that. Because the couple of times that I've had to do it, oh, my God, it just about sent me, like, sent me absolutely mental. And I always thought, up until now, I was always under the impression that I would never meet someone just through dating because everybody yeah. right so everybody that I've been with before have been people that I've worked with or I've known through friends or I've known before I've always yeah. known them before yeah we've then gone on a date and gone out from then I had never been like on a date from like like a, a dating app or just met them in a bar and gone on a date and then like to me, it was alien. I was like, "How do you meet? How do you meet a complete stranger?" Yeah, exactly. And then like them enough to go on a second date. And how do you grow? Like for me, I was just like, "That's just not. That it doesn't, doesn't happen." Possible. But like, it yeah. does happen. Like it does. Again, even when I was single, anybody that I kind of did go into or had situations with or whatever, mm-hmm. were people that I knew already or they yeah. were friends of friends. Me too. I think I'd gone on one Tinder date when I was in my early 20s. That was it. That was it. And it felt like a job interview. Yeah. And we politely said goodbye. We never spoke again. <laughs> this was my first time, my first round of actually just dating, like being on dating apps and going on dates and stuff. And I was never doing it to like, I was never doing it with the thought that I would actually meet someone because I always, I genuinely thought, how can you though? Like, how can you develop feelings for someone that you don't actually know? And that's yeah, like, yeah, that's where I'm at. That's yeah. exactly how I feel. It, it seems alien. completely insane to me. <clears throat> I'd be like willing to try it because I find dating apps like as a concept quite funny, or like. They are entertaining. There's something else that you can swipe through in your phone while you're watching someone on Netflix. Right, and like, is it Bumble that has the voice messages? Who is it? I think not. Hinge? Hinge. Oh my god, yeah, Hinge. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that I honestly like as much as that gets the piss taken out of it. I do think that that's a really good thing to add to an app because that because do you know what the way that people speak like. I think because this is also this is also why I thought I'll I'll never like date someone that's on a dating app because or like I'm never gonna meet someone on a dating app because looking at photos of someone 
I'm really fat. Like I would say no to most people because I'm like I can't be attracted to someone based on a photo only. I, I need to see what do they sound like, how yes. do they talk, what yes. are their mannerisms, yeah. what's their demeanor, how 100%. do they hold themselves. Yeah, that to me is what makes me attracted to someone. Agreed. So a photo album and a couple does of prompts yeah. does absolutely nothing. So I was thinking. I'm swiping no on so many people that maybe in real life I would get on with or I would be attracted to. And I'm just like, no, nope, not for me, not for me. Similarly, you could say yes to someone and match with someone and go on a date with, which has happened to me many, many times where you think, yeah, like they're definitely kind of my, you know, I would be attracted to them. In fact, another thing to be aware of oh God. <laughs> is from my experience is if you're getting on with someone really well messaging Mm-hmm. never expect that to translate in real life and now so that's me that's who I am I'm that catfish I am really good at messaging and when I meet in person and I'm like they like there's nothing there's, people there's that, nothing yeah. going on up here no I mean there's loads there's going no. on up there it's just a lot more <laughs> it's a lot more pressure it's a lot more you're a lot more exposed filled with anxiety absolutely yeah. so no it holds you back and yeah I'm the same yeah but it's been people that like I'll have messaged like met in whatever dating app and messaged for ages. Like, there's one person that I probably messaged for like two or three months because I was very busy. It wasn't like all, like it wasn't like every single day or whatever, but I was just away a lot and probably to be honest could tell early on that I actually probably wasn't good. It wasn't going to be anything. Mm. But in the messaging front, we got on so well. In fact, this happened twice. There was another time where we had like the exact same humor, exact same tone, back and forth all the time. And I expected it to like translate. And I, in terms of, I thought, do you know what? I might not fancy them, but at least I'll have a fun night. Yeah. I'll have fun with a friend at the very least. And then you meet, and it's still very much date like, and it's still very much I'm having to think and concentrate on this conversation. And it's not the back and forth that I thought it would be. It's not that easy and blah, blah, blah. None of them have gone through. And then on the flip side, there could be people where you're like, the chat is like, fine, it's just day to day, whatever. But then in person, you actually have loads to talk about or you get on really well mm-hmm. and things like that. So it's like, I would actually just try and go on a date with someone. If you start speaking to them, go on a date. If you want to go on a date with them, obviously, go on a date, make it as early as possible rather than dragging out the messaging. The conversations. Because you cannot help but draw conclusions and draw, you can't help but form an opinion of them in your mind or imagine what they're going to be like or this or that. It's yeah, almost yeah. better to have fewer photos and fewer chat messages, mm-hmm. and then just meet them and see how they are. That sounds so scary. Oh, fuck. God. <laughs> <laughs> the good advice. Good advice. <laughs> I, can, I can guide you through it. It's okay. Good so, dessert. Mm-hmm. Do you know what? It's like, anything from the trolley, it's like... <laughs> <laughs> General, so this is talked about so much. Mm-hmm. It's probably overdone, but everybody loves it. Mm-hmm. X and red flags. One thing that really annoys me is when people are saying like, oh, what are your X? Or what's giving you the ick? Uh-huh. And then they say something which is generally just like, no, that just that's means just that they're a shit person. <laughs> or like, because for me, X are things that people do that are human things. Things mm-hmm. that every single person does. But if you get the ick about them doing it, mm-hmm. it means that it, they're just not for you. You just don't like them that much. Like, X tend to be things like, oh, imagine I'm getting on a bus. <laughs> <laughs> Tying a shoelace when it's undone in the middle of the street. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like things that are just, things happen that we all do. But if you get the ick over it, 
that's like nature's way of telling you you're not it's, it's, it's not, not for it's you. not for you you don't actually like them that much that's actually so funny that you define it in that way because whenever i see like x i'm like okay so there are certain things there are certain things that do make me go ugh but i've never really i can't think of a specific ick for me <laughs> okay one for me was i was on this first date i saw him from like across the road um, from where I was meeting him and as soon as I saw him I just went no <laughs> this isn't the no do you know what I feel like you've defined this wrong I feel like maybe <laughs> this in itself isn't an ick this is like a lead up to the ick okay but okay. I just kind of knew um <laughs> poor, guy. poor guy and again like it's not against him it sounds horrible it's not like he was this awful monster no I love this he was just, like just the way he was kind of like standing, and for me, you know, someone's like demeanor and stuff. It's a lot. Standing, and then we were going to this like mini golf, like crazy golf thing indoors. Which so this was my idea because I thought first dates could be really, they could, you know, from memory. I was like oh, first dates, I can feel like a job interview. It's really mm. awkward. You sat face to face, and you're just like, "What's your favorite film? Do you have any siblings?" Like all that kind of shy chat, <laughs> small talk. <laughs> So I was like, let's do an activity that could break the ice, that could give you something to talk about outside of small talk, like that'll be fun. I don't recommend it <laughs> because, like, oh, right, so, okay. So I met him. First thing he said was like, oh, you're an early, thank God you're an early person just like me. And I was like, I'm not. <laughs> like, I was only really ner- early so because I was off. so nervous. <laughs> like, it was a one-off. I was like, oh God, he's got the wrong impression of me already. Very sorry. And I just knew, like, I wasn't going to fancy him again. He wasn't a bad-looking guy at all. Like, it was just not mm-hmm. whatever. And then he kind of go in, and he was really intense from the get-go. Like, it's nice to have someone be like, oh, you look nice. Mm. But he was like, oh, I love your style. And, like, your eyes are so, like, like they're so blue. They're so startlingly blue and all that Ick. stuff. Yeah, and I'm just no, like, but, and what we were talking about earlier about, like, words of affirmation and stuff. Like, yeah. I get really cringed okay. out about that and mm-hmm. stuff. I was just like, oh thanks and then <laughs> you do like the golfing thing and it's just so awkward because you don't know each other you're really <laughs> awkward around each other and you're in this queue because it's obviously like you know you go and you do your first hole or whatever and there's people behind you and they're waiting for you to do your bit so they can do their bit but you're behind this you've got the same people behind you the whole time you're going around so they're acutely aware that you're on a first date because they can hear everything you're talking about and I'm then really aware that they're aware that I'm on a first date and especially when you're like not really feeling it you're like please don't no like I don't don't judge me like no mm-hmm. it's really embarrassing and then you've got to like you've got your you've got your fucking drink you've got your bag you've got the little stupid score sheet and you've got to like do your hole and you got to pick everything up and shuffle over to the next hole and then he's like trying to write down the scores and you're like oh, 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 I'm, st- I'm like stressed out by proxy and then um, we went for like a few drinks after and this is from the get go I knew it wasn't going to be anything mm-hmm. but talking about earlier about how I like talking to people and stuff like that we had really interesting conversations like I enjoyed getting to know more about him and like we, we had loads to talk about I just did not in any way fancy him mm-hmm. or see it see it going anywhere um and then I went but still you're kind of analyzing and I was like right I told myself when I 
when I would start dating, I would not be a one date wonder like I have like was in the past. I was like, I need to give people a chance. And I went to the bathroom and then I came back and I was walking towards him. And he was just, <laughs> he wasn't doing anything wrong at all. He was just sat there. And usually like if I'm even with out with friends and if someone goes to the bathroom, whatever, I just like sit on my phone. Like I'll just look at my phone or whatever. <laughs> Don't say what I think you're going to say. Go on, go on. And he was just sat there. And he had his he had his arm outstretched where he was just holding his drink, and he was just staring like pretty much straight ahead. I have to agree with you there. That for me is the most <laughs> off-putting thing. He looked like a sim waiting for a task. NPC, <laughs> yes. NPC vibes. Like yes. he was just do something. <laughs> like look around a little bit. Look at your phone. Like look busy. Look busy. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's so many things. Don't you just be sitting there completely. Don't just, brain off. don't just sit there completely. Don't still just like not be a person off. while I'm not there. That exactly. is so. Don't wait for me to activate you again. <laughs> and from that, I was yeah. like, I've definitely got the ick. Like, yeah, not for me. And then, <laughs> so, but then saying that, like, you know, we had like some food and a couple of drinks or whatever, and then we're like, oh, should we go for another drink? And again, I mean, this is a lot about me. Like, I knew at that point. I knew way earlier that I this wasn't going to go anywhere. So mm. I should have just been like, you know what? I'm not feeling it. Like, I'm just, let's just go home. Like, yeah, I'm, I'm going to go you, home. To be fair. <laughs> I'm absolutely me. about it at that point. <laughs> <laughs> I was kind of enjoying the set. Like, he was like an interesting, you know, we had things in common. We just mm-hmm. didn't, like, I just was not feeling it. Mm-hmm. So we went from like a couple more drinks. And then um, I was like, I'm I'm going to head off now. Like, I'm, I'm going to end this, whatever. And he walked me to the train station. And we were stood outside and it's like loads of people like walking past. And I think one of the reasons why sometimes I find it difficult to just leave on a first date when I'm not feeling it is because I hate the awkward goodbye stress. It's so stressful. Mm, mm. And I'm like, oh my God, like what, what are we going to do? Like what, will you try and kiss me? Is that, but do I want, sometimes I'm like, do I want to kiss them just to see if maybe I do fancy them? Even though if you're thinking that way, you you don't, you just yeah. don't. Yeah. Um, And so it, he walked to the train station and um, like said bye whatever and I could see he was like you know that kind of like hesitation and I was like oh my god is he gonna <laughs> is he like go in for the kiss and I panicked <laughs> and I just went yeah I'm not gonna kiss <gasps> no actually went in like went up to like where my platform was or I was like looking to see what like platform my train was going to be in he texted me and he said something like I love how you just address the kiss thing head on it was so attractive <laughs> and I was like oh no it was so awkward it was really awkward I mean good for it like I'm know, glad that he took that as like a good it. thing yeah, yeah yeah good for him because I was like I mean really there's so many that. ways that he could have taken that when you were like oh he texted me I'm like oh god that could have been so many things I would have, I, I, like, if that happened to me, I would have died inside. I was, like, I was so rude and so. If I was in that situation and somebody did that to me, like, if I was on a first date and somebody was like, I'm not going to kiss you, I would have legitimately, on point, just buckled, like, <laughs> cracked up so much, but, like, all right, fair fuck, see you later. Yeah, I'm just not going to kiss. 
Yeah, I'm not going to do that. I would definitely not have texted you to say that. I would have either <laughs> buckled on the point or like just <laughs> ghosted you a chat after that. Yeah. Chat so I didn't. Yeah, <laughs> that wasn't no. my intention. <laughs> Good for him though. Yeah. Good for him. Yeah. <laughs> oh, not saying goodbye. <laughs> okay, we've got another story. <laughs> so again, I, I, I met this guy for drinks and um, he, he's someone that I was saying earlier about how you have really good like chat kind of back and forth and lead up and stuff. And I was like, we've got really similar humor. But again, if you analyze like your energy and stuff, mm-hmm. I could feel it still felt forced. The conversation mm-hmm. still felt forced. So it wasn't for me. And then eventually we're like, yeah, like, let's, let's go. And like, I would rather just, just go and I would have rather have just waited on a street corner by myself waiting for a taxi. But we ended up joining like just a general taxi rank. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Cute. Mm-hmm. So then, first of all, you're standing in this queue, still continuing to make small talk while everybody around you is listening in because you can't help oh, listening. Pretty much, it was like mini golfing again, but like even more intense. <laughs> Everybody's listening into you. <laughs> and then we, we kind of get to the front of the queue, and then the first taxi comes, and we're like going separate ways and stuff. So this is like the time we say, <laughs> say goodbye. <laughs> And <laughs> so like this is the awkward thing we're like oh, it's good frog whatever so like we kind of went for a hug and then like he kind of went to kiss me but then like I was kind of like going for a hug so then he kind of like <laughs> he kind of like half like kissed me and then immediately he went oh no I missed <laughs> like I can't no I can't <laughs> like I'm the whole time to you <laughs> And I got in the taxi, like, mortified. You're actually... Got in the taxi, so, imba- so like, stunned by how awkward that was, I forgot to tell the taxi driver where I was going. He was like, <laughs> wait, wait, where are you going, pal? And I was like, all right, yeah, yeah, I'm going, whatever. And he immediately texted me. He was like, oh, my God, I'm so bad. I was like, sorry if you made that awkward. To make it worse... Bless him again. The girl behind us in the queue, he worked with... <laughs> He no, was like I the girl actually, behind the girl behind us works in my office. To be fair, I want to die for him so much more than for you. It felt it felt really awkward for me as well. It was just like oh 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 no, I missed. You're making me literally never want to date anybody ever at any point. But look how fun life. the stories are. <laughs> Here's a little side dish I have for you. Oh, a little, little something. <laughs> A little espresso for you after your meal. If you had to go for, let's say, five qualities that you were looking for in a person that you're dating now, what would those five qualities be? Hard to define qualities, isn't it? It's like... Wide as you like. I mean... It can be physical, intellectual, emotional, spiritual, whatever. Any five qualities that you're looking for in a person. They just need to be like a good person. Right. They need to be honest. But I want to define what I mean by honest. Mm -hmm. Because being honest does not mean you just say what you think. Mm. Because that is what I've mistaken for being honest before. When Mm -hmm. they're like, I'm just an honest person. And I admired that. But in actual fact, their use of honesty was just... You're just a dickhead. It was just a way of... It was a way of excusing your... It was a way of... of, um, Getting away with being cruel. Yeah. For me, being honest means that you wouldn't steal, you wouldn't cheat, you wouldn't 
purposefully do wrong against mm-hmm. someone. They need to be, um, or I would like them to be just like sweet and considerate and thoughtful of like other people and not for their own benefit. Like just genuine, genuine, like genuinely thinking about others, um, not at the detriment of themselves, mm-hmm. not a, not a, not a, like a, a pushover or someone that would walk all over them or be taken advantage of. So they still got boundaries, but they will genuinely look out for other people and, and stuff. I do like someone who is funny and I do, they don't need to be a comedian. They don't need to be cutting out the one-liners. They just need to be able to have a bit of a laugh. Mm-hmm. I like I like a bit of drive and ambition, but not in the context of like they want to make like loads of money or they mm-hmm. want to be the top boss or anything. It's more that they want to work hard and be a be the kind of you know learn and be knowledgeable and be open to experiences and people and and work on themselves as well and a fifth one i like confidence with humility mm-hmm. i i like someone who is like sure of themselves and settled and comfortable with themselves but they're not arrogant they don't think they're above other people they know their flaws. I should have had... I mean, emotional intelligence actually is a massive one for me. Maybe I should have put that in. Emotional intelligence is really high for me. And unfortunately, it's something that I think is actually quite rare to find. <laughs> but emotional intelligence, I would maybe squeeze in there or like take one of them out for emotional intelligence. That's fine. You can have six. I'll have six. six. I'll have six. It's my, it's my fucking podcast. <laughs> it's my list. I will have six if I like. What would yours be? Yeah, like a very similar to yours. That's why I'm like kind of half giggling. I also love that none of those things were physical at all. They were all like... Because my physical type is differed. Like I wouldn't actually say that I've had one specific physical type. Like it's it sounds cliche, but my attraction to someone physically very much stems from what they're like as a person. Agreed. And the people that I've been with that I have known through friends or through work, I've not initially been like, oh my God, I really fancy them. It's grown because I've gotten to know them and then I find them attractive in that sense. Go with yours. I will... Right, okay. (laughs) Confidence. I'm exactly the same as you. Again, like, you don't want somebody arrogant. Although, I think I have more of a... I'm willing to take more arrogance than I think you are. No, I'm done with arrogance. I'm I find arrogance. <laughs> I find arrogance actually like a little bit charming. No, I used to. No, oh, Amber, no. I know we've gone the other way around. <laughs> I. It depends. It depends entirely on who it is. I guess I need somebody to be confident, uh, ambitious. That is a huge thing for me. Like you need to have ambition. You need to know where your fucking life is going. Independence is a big yeah, one that's for a me. Good one, yeah, yeah, yeah. I like my own space. I need other people to like their own space and be able to do things separately. Mm -hmm. This isn't a quality as such, but something, and it seems such an obvious thing, but something I need from someone is respect. Oh, obviously. But I think that that seems really obvious, but actually people don't realise how much that encompasses in terms of respect. And for me respect is not just like oh I respect you as a person it's like respect my time respect my choices respect don't seem like your time 
and energy is more important than mine or don't seem like your choices are more superior to mine. Do you know what this I mean? This is, I know exactly what you mean and this is also the word that I'm trying to find. Whatever the hell that is, I need that definitely. Yeah, I like I like somebody to have a good sense of humour. Mm-hmm. To be like good, good crack generally. Um, and also I have found, this is not something I'm proud of, but I have found that I am generally attracted to people who are like quite well liked or like popular. 100%. But that's because, but I think that's natural. That's an evolutionary thing. I'm blaming this on biology. That is um, confirmation that you are seeing what you think you're seeing. Yeah, I think think that's exactly But there's a difference about what people like them for. If people are like, for me, this is me personally, if everybody... If I met someone and then I met their friends or people around them and they were all just like, oh, he's a good laugh or he's so much fun to be around. fuck that. Not, not. I need a good group of people that I trust to immediately think that you're a good person. Yeah, and because you, when you're first dating someone, you spend most of your time one-on-one with them. Mm -hmm. You don't get a full view of what they're like. And this goes back to where I thought that I would never meet someone that I didn't know beforehand because I thought I need to know someone in context. For me, it was all about context. I was like, I need to know what they're like around their friends in the work environment when they're mm-hmm. met with difficulties, mm-hmm. things like that. That's how I become attracted to people because I see like a three, 365 degree view of them kind of thing. Whereas it, now it's like if I think that someone's a good person or they're this and that and I've only met them one on one, they could be that, but also it could just be like you just, or what I'm attracted to could just be what they're like one on one. People yeah. when they're around their friends, it's not a bad thing, but everybody has nobody's the exact same all the time. Everybody has different sides. That to would them. be my fear. People that would bring be my fear. people bring different sides of your personality out. Like I would say, I'm probably slightly different when I am like how I am with close friends and I am with strangers. I'm different with how I am one on one with someone than how I am in a big group. All those things. So if you're dating someone and you've been one-on-one and then you meet people out like in a wider circle and they confirm what you know, you think what I've seen is for the most part what they're like. And there'll be other parts of them that will come out, but their core kind of values or or like the Mm -hmm. core qualities Mm -hmm. are the same. And that to me is really important. dinner today.